Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Dave. Yo. Tori. Wait, hold on. You're trying to set me up for a joke. Tori. Hello, Internet. And Craig. Internet. And we started week with good thing. So, Tori, what's your good thing? Yeah, you caught me off guard. Um, So this week I want to tell you guys about a Canadian folk singer by the name of Stan Rogers. I love Stan Rogers. Pretty much every song he put out. Uh, Look him up if you like folk songs. I'll link a few in the Discord. Okay. My knowledge and appreciation of folk music pretty much begins and ends with Arlo Guthrie. (laughs) Well, since I play acoustic guitar and uh, do that both for children and occasionally at the Renaissance Fair, uh, I have a a repertoire of folk music. Mike, it's not Thanksgiving yet. You can't talk about Arlo Guthrie for like another three weeks. That is true. But thank you for reminding me. He'll be my good thing when we record in or around or after Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, that's that's the beginning and end of my folk music knowledge. So tell me more, Tori. Um, Stan Rogers is great. Uh, he did a lot of stuff in the 70s, I think, uh, but he died in the early 80s um, in a plane, uh, not a plane crash, but there was a fire. Um, so... No new stuff from him, and that's really sad, but he's got a great voice and plays guitar, and I like him. All right. Uh, Craig, what's your good thing? All right. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, uh, but if I haven't, then you guys get to hear about it now. So I've been playing a lot on this uh, website. Uh, As you guys might know, I am into board games, uh, modern board games, that is, um, you know, post-Settlers of Catan world that we live in, uh, which, by the way... Dave was the one who got me into this by showing me <laughs> Settlers of Catan. But anyway, it's almost like Settlers of Catan was like German board games settling into America. Yep. So uh, I play a lot of board games and there's a site I've been using called Board Game Arena, which my friend has showed me. Um, and it is quite good. Uh, number one, it is free, which is super good. Uh, ProZD just made a video about trying out all the games that are on that site. So if you you happen to be a fan of him, who's another good thing, by the way, uh, he does a lot of voice work and stuff like that and comedy bits. He uh, played like it's over 370 games that are on the site and he played every single one uh, and ranked a few of them. But uh, there's a lot of games is what I'm getting at. And uh, yeah, it's just a really good site. Uh, You can play the games for free. Uh, The the nice thing is, like I said, it's free. Uh, If I haven't said that enough yet, uh, just because it's such a, a big appeal, but you can also play it turn-based. Um, I mean, board games in general typically are turn-based, but you can play them in, in a turn-based fashion. So I can make a move, and then my opponents can, you know, play tomorrow and make their move next. Like, we don't have to sit there and actively play like you would in something like Tabletop Simulator. So it's nice for, like, casual play uh, if you just want to sit back, relax, make a few moves, and then go about your day. Uh, you don't have like- to, like, time sync like two three hours just to play a board game it's like a correspondence chess 
but other yeah. board games, not just chess. Yeah, so uh, uh, I posted it into Discord. If anyone's actually interested in playing, uh, we can get a game together. Uh, I'm willing to, of course, teach some of the games uh, as I do. Uh, it does link the rules to the games. Like, there's a link to the uh, BGG post that usually has the rules on there. So either I could teach it or you could just happen to read what the rules are. Um, there's a lot of games I want to try on there, so I'm trying to look for a couple people are like into that stuff so we can get something going. Uh, Dave, I do have a recommendation for you. I think I mentioned it as one of my good things a number of weeks ago. Uh, there's a race for the galaxy type game called New Frontiers, hmm. um, which essentially is a much better version of Race for the Galaxy. So if you wanted to try that, we can give that a try. Sure. I just have some... uh, one question. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a minute ago Discord. How would our listeners find our Discord server? Oh, well, I, I'm glad Corey? you asked, Dave. Oh, <laughs> the blockage. All right, Greg. Wait, I thought Tori's good. Tori is, she's lit up. I mean, her, her. it's saying that she's speaking, but she's not speaking. Tori, did you have a few drinks before recording today? Are you <laughs> lit? Did your push to talk button no. have a few drinks? Tori, can I you tell us where happened. to find yeah. a Discord? Oh, so you need to visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, and there's a link to our Discord server in there. Yeah, you guys should come hang out. Um, no yeah. donation necessary. You just have to look at the page and feel guilty for a second, and then you can join for free. Or you can choose to <laughs> You don't even have to feel us. guilty for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you can also choose to help support us, and we if you do, we appreciate that. And if you don't, we appreciate it anyway. But less. No, no, Mike. So, (laughs) one one of our listeners, Hamija, um, is on his way back from a Comic-Con this weekend. And um, I was asking him, well, you know, how how far is it? And he he told me it was over 400 miles. And and I said, oh, you you need an audiobook or something for that drive. And he said, I've got some back issues of your podcast that I can get caught up on. And y'all, it just, it felt so surreal to me that we are the thing that somebody is listening to while they're doing stuff. Aww. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, yeah, so Board Game Arena uh, is free to join. And if you guys want to play something, just post in good things and Maybe if there's enough interest, we can just have a board game channel on our Discord as well. So check that out and join our Discord. Thanks, all. Cool. Uh, so, Dave, what's your good thing this week? I already went. Oh, wait, no, that was um, that was last week. Uh, yeah, so my good thing this week is an old Flash game from back in the days when Flash existed. Um, and Flash still exists. You just can't run it natively in Chrome or most browsers but anyways old flash game it's called tower of heaven pretty sure you could beat it in under an hour probably it's uh it's decent like it's too standard like platformer with quirks here and there uh, it was fun I won't, I won't say it was like an amazing wonderful fantastic game like it wasn't like in my top 10 flash games however the music is exceptional Tower of Heaven, it's got like a retro style bitwave kind of soundtrack to it. And it's got like one light motif that it kind of that kind of drives the entire soundtrack, but there are uh, multiple songs, quite enjoyable to listen to. 
and you can find it on your favorite music streaming platform. Uh, at least my personal favorite music streaming platform had the soundtrack, and it's probably on others. Uh, it's called Tower of Heaven, and Flashy Goodness is the artist. Uh, if you're if you're not sure if you found the right thingy, and it's like it looks like almost like a Game Boy screen, like kind of like a greenish yellow tint with uh, dark gray pixels. Um, like even the album art has that. But yeah, um, whether or not you are interested in flash games, uh, if you like retro style video game music, then I would highly recommend going and listening to this soundtrack, Tower of Heaven by Flashy Goodness. Neat. Uh, so my good thing this week is various things that aren't out yet, but that I'm excited for. Uh, so the Wheel of Time TV show is coming out in 12 days from today. Um, by the time this episode is released, it will have long since been out, but that's just how these things go. Um, on the same day is the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes for the Switch. Very excited about those. Um, coming up in, I want to say about three days, is the Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster which I'm not directly excited about that. I am a little excited about that, but mostly I'm excited that with that coming out in early November, Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster might still make the 2021 date that they originally stated for all of the Pixel Remasters. Pixel Remaster? Tell me more. Did you not know about these? No. Oh, okay. Uh, so this year, Square has been releasing pixel remasters for the first six Final Fantasies. Um, updated graphics, mm. garbage, net, uh, in it, like, bleh, can't talk. The font is bad, but there's a way to fix yeah. that easily. Um, but yeah, it's all on Steam. The first three are like 12 bucks each, and then four, five, and six are supposed to be like 18 or 19 each. Uh, I Wait, will point out, Mike, for a, for a Nintendo game? Emulated? Uh, uh, Mike? Or is it a yeah. remake, you said? Right now, it's 20% off for Final Fantasy V, it looks like, which is coming out in two days, uh, which I'm quite excited for, uh, because I really like Final Fantasy V. And, and I mean, they had their last remaster, which is bleh. And this one actually looks quite good, uh, aside from... Even the menu doesn't actually bother me very much, but it looks much more... It looks much better, so I'm definitely looking forward to picking these up. So I'm with you, Mike. I'm also with you on your Diamond and Pearl thing. Man, you got some you got some good taste. Um, are you planning on picking at least one of those up release Probably. day? Because I can cord I haven't decided which one I'm gonna get gate yet. Well, um I'll probably get Diamond. Uh that's that's what I played originally. Uh, my wife will get Pearl, but that doesn't mean we can't do anything. However, do not count on me yet because Baby and Final Fantasy fourteen means I'm not necessarily planning on getting it at release at this point in time. So I'll let you know if, if I happen okay. to like play it and, and get into it. Well, I'm also planning on coordinating with another friend. Um, ah. But I don't think either of us actually made a decision on which game we want, because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'll but if you're get getting Diamond. Diamond, then I can get Pearl, so he can get Diamond. I have unraveled the loop. Yay. Someone uh, made house a decision. Of cards falling over. Wait, the dominoes are falling over like a house of cards. Checkmate. Yes. Except for the word "blurn," all of that was nonsense. Dude, that was probably my best Cosmere meme. I really like the Hoid one too, though. 
the shards are loaded. <laughs> Infield shard rules in effect. Join our Discord. You'll you'll get it. Oh, and I guess the last thing I'm excited about is Matrix Four mm. is coming out, and I'll see it eventually. Not go into a theater, but I'll see it eventually. So, yep, that was a good thing. Uh, Dave, you finished a book recently. Ah, uh, yes. The old book that we're talking about and we've been reading for a couple of months now. The book that I certainly know what we're talking about. That's Man, in this is a, this is a good stream title right now. <laughs> good and stall, thus, Dave. He can probably, since he just wrote the stream title, maybe remember possibly the author of the book. That is of self. That's a different guy. <laughs> it was the the Brands of Sanderson, volume one point five, version three. Yep, sounds about right. Alright. Now update your stream title to accurately reflect the book that we're reading. Alright, done. <laughs> uh so we're starting with chapter twenty nine and we're going to finish Bands of Morning today. Chapter twenty nine. Suit will find the advantage. Sequence breaking. Oh, man, there sure are a lot of scenes in this chapter. Let's take them one at a time. Uh, Suit's going to get on that old airship, and he leaves the sequence behind. Some people call her Telson. He calls her the sequence. All right, Yordis, Chill Fever. That's my favorite song from Dr. Mario. How is Petrine still alive? Obviously, she's a Chondra. Alec is back with a devil. And guns! Uh, yeah, we're going, remember Yordis, that's the captain of the mask people, and she's, uh, trying to survive in the cold with her crew, and then Alex shows up with all the warmth mines, and Steris, and a bunch of guns. And next scene, Investiture is intoxicating, you say? Sounds like a certain other sword I know. The old coin-in-the-mouth trick. Slaves to an ideal, quotation mark, M dash, own, period, quotation mark. Some days you can actually get rid of a bomb. What defines Wax? All right, so now Wax is uh, still wielding the bands of mourning. Going up on a old airship. You're going to find Uncle Suit there. And he notes that uh, Uncle Sue has is hiding a coin in his mouth, which would normally be concealed from an alamancer, but one of such ancient power as wax wielding the bands of mourning can see the blue lines protruding from his mouth. And I stopped to think about this. It sounded like familiar. Didn't Kelsier or Vin do this one time, like hide a coin in their mouth? Yes. Why? Why does that work? No, Zane did it. Zane did it? Oh, we don't talk about him. Because it's inside the body, so it's harder to sense. But it's not piercing the body. Well, it doesn't always... Piercing the skin is what you do with ferrochemical bracers if you don't want them to be easily accessed, like pushed or pulled. Um, They are filled with investor, but they're still susceptible to being pushed and pulled, unlike aluminum. Um, However, yeah, if it's in in your mouth, essentially it's Not in your hand. I, I guess it's your... akin to having metal reserves in your stomach before you burn them. Can right, normally you can't be pushed sense those. Okay. Yeah, I was just thinking, I was going over the rules in my head, and now that I'm thinking about metals inside your stomach, it's basically the same thing as that. That makes sense. Okay, 
Uh, and we got this uh, dude. He's tapping these metal mines to access mental speed. And I really, I thought it was really cute the way Brandon had this entire inner monologue go on in the middle of Suit's sentence. That was pretty cute. Uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, suit bluffing? Like, well, no, if this were some normal thug, I would think so. But he's a slave to an ideal. But is Wax also a slave to an ideal? The ideal of, you know, like, duty and law. He's a slave to dance. Just like Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze! Uh, do Do we have a cast list spoiler from Dave? We didn't do cast list. No, we're doing that next recording. Uh, but yeah, hey, I thought we up. were combining cast lists. Uh, we were going to do one for this and Secret History combined. Oh, are we, is that what are we're we doing? I don't remember. That makes sense. I Let's that. do that. That mm, does. That's sound... not how I remember it, but whatever. That that actually does sound better. Craig than just misremembered a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I claim credit for this idea now? It's uh, it's recorded. Tori is is the keeper of the diagram, so. You know, if she says that what we were originally going to do was the the worst thing, and then you said the better thing, then I think you get credit. Nice. Uh-huh. We have changed the diagram. Okay, so castless in like four episodes then. Cool. And uh, what happens in the secret history? Some Are there stuff. different characters? It's secret. Secret stuff. Secret stuff. You're actually well, you going to read it that. in like two weeks. Mm, I'm... I'll be reading it pretty soon, indeed. All right, so what else happened? So there was this bomb, and Suit was like, throw it him. <laughs> I love this part where Suit says to Wax, you know, if you throw the bands of mourning out the window of the airship, then I'll disarm the bomb. And Wax is like, why should I trust you? And Suit's like, you don't have to trust me. I, I know you're true to your word, so I'll act first if you give me your word. And sure enough, uh, all that happens. He, you know, Wax agrees to this, you know, like, pistols at noon duel or whatever. Uh, and they're like, oh, we don't have the, the we don't have the sandy roads like they have in the roughs, but we can pretend the snow is sand. Anyway, so Wax gives away, he hits some bomb, and Wax throws his thing out the window, and then, uh, and there's this whole, there's this whole thing about, uh, suit, Suit has known lawmen throughout his life, and he knows that the lawmen always have this, uh, you know, lust to kill people. But you know, they're they're uh, bound by the law which they're trying to uphold, even though they have a deep desire to seek revenge and kill bad guys, right? And we have seen this in Wax uh, before he died, but you know, Wax has had Wax has uh, lived through some things that give him a new perspective that uh, maybe suit uh, doesn't know to expect at this point but new wax we... who dis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was waxillium the gray i am waxillium the white <laughs> and next scene uh... <laughs> oh man mike hates it when i laugh at my bullet points before reading them wait no that's like the best part yeah no quite the opposite wayne can guns <laughs> so wayne catches up to telson holding a shotgun and he blasts her through the stomach and then telson you know as she's collapsing on the ground she's like what you can't 
guns. So it's like, oh, you can't guns. But Wayne can guns, it turns out. But Especially do kids know she... why he prefers the taste of Cinnamon Toast Crunch? <laughs> it would take a tin mind to see that. I mean, yeah, that works. I meant tin eye, but tin mind also works. <laughs> that would be like the best, like, if you have <laughs> a Mistborn or, or something, or like Spook Burning Tin, or like, Spook Kids. <laughs> it's like, dude, we should make a Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercial, Mistborn style. Wayne can get ye gun. Yeah, so, uh, especially if you kill one of his friends, then he can be extra motivated to gun. Uh, and I was thinking, Telson kind of killed two of his friends, though. If you count Wax and Milan, uh, she did sort of kill Milan in a way, but not like kill-kill, but kind of like removed the self-awareness of Milan. So, I would argue that she killed two of his friends in different ways. Anyway, he guns. Wayne guns. Next scene. Wayne has three... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? I need you to to repeat the bullet point regarding Wayne and guns that you had in the last episode, please, so Craig can hear it. I have to scroll up. What chapter was it? Do you remember? No, but it was musical. I remember. I remember. Are you ready, Craig? Yep. Wayne has got a gun. Oh, no. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and this is the very gun <laughs> he's there using to shoot pills. Alright. Um so next scene. Wayne has three spikes and Marasi still has a job to do that has something to do with Lord Ruler's spear haft. Uh so he has three spikes, which two of them are Milan spikes, and I'm not really sure. Like maybe the third spike is Reeler spike that he had all along, or maybe he I don't think that he took Telson's spike out of her chest. It's Reeler's spike. Reeler's spike, okay. I first thought that this was uh, Telson's spike, but up- upon finishing the book and knowing what happened, and then remembering that he had traded for Reeler's spike, uh, you know, if he just kept the Lord Ruler's spearhead the entire time, he probably wouldn't have figured out what it was. But maybe out of desperation, he would have, like, thrown it to way. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Next scene, Wayne puts on some weight. Uh, so kind of uh, surprises Uncle Suit there by crashing through several stories of an airship and then plummeting through the air toward the ground. And finally, what does Wayne taste like? It sounds like a personal question. Well, sounds not like delicious you. because Milan told us that before. Well, Milan knows the answer to that question, but the taste is familiar to her as uh, Wayne reinserts her spikes bringing back her self-awareness. She's like, I know that taste. And yay, Milan's back into chapter 29. Next? Next chapter. Chapter 30. Malwish. Okay. For some reason, I thought we skipped chapter. Okay, go on. Malwish. Sure. (laughs) Milan gets the metal cheese. Trade agreements. Nobody, no skimmer, Sean. That's right. (laughs) Don't you want somebody to hunt? I'm not going to sing that line. Uh, we already subjected our listeners to that once today. I haven't made a slurping sound in a while. Alright, so Malwish, that's the name of, I guess, the nation, or tribe, nation, I guess, of Alec and Jorgund and the rest of them. Um, and it's kind of funny, I was thinking, is this could be, is this a Hollow Knight reference? Because, first of all, they all have masks, like the bugs of Hollow Nest, and then... 
Also, Malwish sounds like Malek, which is a type of bug that's in that game. But it's probably just a coincidence and a coincidence. I mean, I guess it's the equivalent of a, a tribe. Um, according to the wiki, there's a number of different peoples of the continent. So yeah. I don't know if you want to. I don't think they they would describe themselves as different cities. So it's more like nations. And and the Malwish is, you know, Alex. Nation. Yeah, well, they're they're disparate enough from the hunters that yeah. Wax can, you know, claim the airship as salvaging the wreckage of the hunters because, you know, the hunters are a separate peoples from the Malwish. Uh, Shock is this hot chocolate. They they didn't invent hot chocolate in the Ellendale Basin because it's too warm. They don't need it. I guess like. I guess they don't didn't ever invent hot chocolate in like Texas or in even tropical areas where chocolate actually cocoa beans actually grow. Dude, I I could go for some hot chocolate right now. Well, yeah, we all, yeah. I yeah. need to take exactly. some hot chocolate when when we get done recording. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's like almost winter or it's mid fall and we don't live in a warmer climate. At least Tori might. Yeah, no. she's in like Kansas or something. I mean, it's it's warmer than it is up north where you are, but I wouldn't right. say it's tropical or anything like that. And I think we're warmer than Milwaukee, so... Uh, Schoch. It's hot chocolate, but they just call it Schoch. Maybe it's German. Uh, so they ended up giving the spearhead to Milan, because she's a neutral party in the eyes of the Malwek, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so they make trade agreements, wax, uh, with the impeccable social skills of Ceres, come to trade terms with the Malwick and their leader, Yotun, or whatever her name is. I can only remember Yordis, that's her name. Uh, Yotun is a word that I know from La Mulana too, probably relating to Norse mythology. Anyway, uh, uh Telson, she gone. Wayne shot her in the stomach and the head. But she healed up and took the skimmer and flew off. And Wax is like, good, now I have someone I can hunt. And that's in the chapter 30. Very good. I guess we're done with chapter 30 then. Yeah, and... I have I have stuff, but for later. Okay, final chapter, 31. Not counting the epilogue. Um, so Wayne used a gun. His body came to the same conclusion as Doc Brown at the end of... Uh, Back to the Future Part 1. What about all that stuff about space-time continuum and imploding the universe and all that? He figured the same thing that Wayne figured about using a gun. Shotguns is different, mate. Or, uh, okay. Oh, and of course, the most important thing. Wax will debrief with Aradel tomorrow. He has more important matters to attend to this. That's all I wrote down for this chapter. What did you guys think? I guess Alec gives a mask to Marasi. I think he's got a crush on her. Yeah. I think, I, I think you might be right. It. I think she kind of likes to... him too, but she's... Oh, possibly the best part about this chapter is uh, Wax surprises Steris, you know. He has a, a survivorist priest in the penthouse of this tower or whatever, and he's like, uh, you want to marry me? And she starts crying, and he's like, is this good crying or bad crying? <laughs> I can't <laughs> All the years I've known women, I still can't tell. And they're not mutually exclusive, by the way. Good crying and bad crying? Yeah, didn't you ever watch Inside Out? But mm, yeah. God help you if you assume the wrong one. 
That's why you should always ask. But you shouldn't say, why are you crying? You should say something more tactful than I can come up with on the spot. And I say that to my daughter all the time. Why are you crying? Say that to my sister's cat. Tori, help us out here. I also say it to my cat. <laughs> and there you have it. Um, Cosmere just, Deep Dive Podcast. <laughs> I just tell my cats to stop yelling at me. It never right. works. Then we have a wink-wink fade-out. Presumably. They fade out before the wink in this, so it's hard to say. But I do imagine uh, that there was uh, that, that that was the reason why Wax postponed his debriefing. And now we see why Starist is on the front cover. <laughs> but the front cover oh. takes place by the temple in the Snowlands. No, no. No, no. This is why. Hey, Wax didn't have to be tired because... The Bands of Morning almost certainly oh, had a sleep mind in them as well. But so he's he not using them currently. Okay, but he was. He could have drawn on them yes. before getting rid of them. Yeah, he could have topped Although himself off. they did off. also have a plane ride back to Ellendale, right? During which Wax got to be wide awake and fully caught up on sleep and experiencing something that I have not in years. Flying? Uh, <laughs> being fully caught up on sleep. Uh, <laughs> yep. All right. Um, yeah. Anything else on chapter 31? So with Alec giving Marisy that mask, are they engaged now? Like, has he just sworn to be her lifelong servant? Like, what does it mean? <laughs> I think it just means, hey, I like you. Have a, I, have a I mean, we don't know their customs in the South. This could be more significant than Marisy realizes. Have a busted up, taped together, Wait. barely functional mask. Is this like, like like has has he adopted her into their tribe? Like what's going on? <laughs> Is this Spook's handkerchief all over again? Yes. Yes. I, I should have written spooky masks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we move on? Sure. Bring yeah, us home. The the epilogue has the real meat here. Yeah, and uh, finally, uh the last chapter, including the epilogue. The epilogue. Red eyes. So there's some kind of like more different faceless immortal type thing with red eyes that serve a trello. Uh, Kablooey? Coppermind Wiki. You just gotta survive secret stuff sometimes. Alright, walk us through it. Uh, so they've been interrogating Uncle Suit and other uh, members of the set, and they're able to gather that there's some other kind of race of beings, one of which shows up at uh, Uncle Suit's jail cell after being in prison two weeks and not talking he's impressed and he says oh you get to serve us in another realm and then kablooey uh blows him up um i don't know if he had gold mines on him at the time that would be pretty good well, uh, unless in he prison he so yeah well yeah but the the red eye guy could have brought him some and then and he probably still has the spike they didn't want to remove the spike for fear that it would would kill suit and he says Wait, uh, isn't this whole scene suit being killed basically maybe but you know uh -oh, the rule he, of the cosmere jet you're the saying nobody no crime is, is this Craig, what you're saying right now the rule of the cosmere that's the site version <laughs> the rule of the cosmere is everyone is alive until proven dead okay looking at you yasna it's Marsh. Yeah. <laughs> Give her Mar I'm looking at you every character. Marsh twice. <laughs> Marsh twice. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But anyway, he, but 
I think the more indicative thing that Suit probably died here is that the, I guess, Angel of Trellis, I'll call him. The, it's not Trellis. What is it? No, no. Trill. That's good. Trill. That works. <laughs> Angel, Angel, Angel of Trellis. Trellis. The Angel of Trell. Guys, we're missing, that, we're missing a really obvious one. He's a Trell's angel. Trell's angel. So a Trell's... All right, that's what these guys are from now on. Right? You've still written book 3.5.2.1.5. Brandon, you can call them Trell's angels. You uh, can have... That's a freebie from us. It's... If, if you cameo on our podcast. It is done with the second um, write-through, rewrite, whatever. Second I draft. believe there's one more... For final draft. Hey, the replace all function serves a purpose, all right? <laughs> yeah, he, he can not change his <laughs> mind by now, it's true. Brandon. His mind is not made up by now. So this Trell's angel says to Sue, as I've been trying to say, oh, you will serve us in another realm. And specifically the word realm, I'm thinking, is he going to serve them in the cognitive realm or the spiritual realm now? Is that why he's destroying his physical self? Maybe, but he'll have to go through Sazed if that's the case, won't he? Won't he? I mean, who knows? Sazed specifically says that he takes the time to meet with every person that dies on Skadriel, at least Skadrians. Maybe not, maybe not extraplanetary beings, but at least Skadrians. He he commits to meeting with them upon their death. Going to meet with them long enough to be like, dude, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see uh so yeah let's just say that the trails angel quite possibly transported i mean maybe the dynamite is a, a perpendicularity you know that that would be something all right <laughs> all righty uh in the, in the final scene wax uh wakes uh we fade back in with wax and steris um steris is sleeping and wax gets up and walks around bare-chested for, you know, for the movie, we had to put that detail in so that, you know, we would we would know how to direct it. For the fans. <laughs> ooh, ooh. So Wax Wax gets up and he he had his butler, you know, bring in some of the some of the trinkets from his his Steris' wedding. He and Steris' wedding, I'm sorry. Joint possessive. It was the wedding of anyway. So, yeah, there's all this stuff, and among the things his butler brought in uh, was the coin that he got from Hoyd. And he's like, ah, oh, this is this looks like one of those medallions. This looks like Nicrosil. And I wonder what, oh, it's copper. Oh, yeah, you can store memories in, in copper, so, so the terrorist legends say. So he picks it up, and he taps the copper mines, and he sees a vision of... A dude with a spike through one eye who uh, comes upon the people of the South and sees them all freezing to death, uh, despite the fact that people of normal climates would consider this a mild chill. We've already gone over how their people adapted to the extreme heat without the ash mounts. Uh, and he also notes that the person who created this copper mine when he looked down at his arms, he had scars layered upon scars up and down his arms. Uh, and the one word on his lips, the word survive. Who's that Pokemon? Uh, it's Pikachu. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the quote Lord Ruler, obviously, because he's going down to save the people of the South, right? 
He was definitely a lord. It's definitely Relor. Okay. Wait, was this whole book about retrieving Relor Spike? We didn't even yes. get to. We didn't hear anything about Relor, like in the end. They got of the a book. Spike. They got his Spike back. They Did got they it like any... in chapter eighteen or something. I don't know. Well, they got it. They got it before they. You know, they got it while they were in the set's encampment, and yeah. where they where they picked up the skimmer and Alec. Like, so they've had it, but like they retrieved the Spike, which was the whole main quest of the book. And then they get home and they don't even see Relor. They had to help their their new friend who wears mask and okay. But you know I why can... they went on this entire adventure to begin with? There's no the closure MacGuffin. on what happened with Relor. Did they got did the he... MacGuffin and they does, got a better? Does he MacGuffin. remember Milan? Like, does he? How much of his self did he lose by you know the spike degrading? How much like... of his self became a shadow? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Wrong, wrong should have used that Mike. title on this book. Why did they call this book the Bands of Mourning? Because there's the Bands of Mourning. We have <laughs> actually used. You know, them. That was the title. I'm gonna say the title is a little misleading. It was. <laughs> they weren't really bands. They could have called it the Spearhead of Mourning. It. You, well, if they did that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, have you heard okay, about the Spearhead actually, of Mourning? Hey, point, look. That though, looks like I a shiny spearhead. There were. There were multiple there were multiple bands, right? And Wax assumes that they had been melted down and crafted into a single piece with the spearhead. But we know uh what happens when Wax assumes things. Um Marasi got the other bands, right? There was a whole point about her going back to the statue to retrieve the other band of mourning and it just kind of got brushed over and never brought up again. And then Wax was like, well, I guess we had both bands. They were both melted together into the spearhead. That's the end of that. No, Marasi got him. Or Marasi got him. What's she going to do with him? She doesn't want to use him. It. Yep. She'll use him to make tea. <laughs> or chalk. Uh, but yeah, I guess we could have a full-on discussion about where the other band of mourning is when we do the wrap-up next week. So I would like to go back and talk about what Alec actually said and what Wax assumed. What Alec said about what? About the Sovereign. In which chapter? Uh, I don't know, earlier in the book. Um, So at no point did Alec actually say the Lord Ruler. He called, the title was the Sovereign. He said he was our king and our god. And then Wax was like, yeah, that's the Lord Ruler. It's the Lord Dude. Ruler, right? That was the Lord yeah, Ruler. Being, and I this... even said the Sovereign, and you had no idea what I was talking about. I'm like, oh no, did I spoil something? And it's like, no, you've read it. It just, so Wax was assuming what you're saying again. is we would have a much clearer picture of what was going on if the entire book were written from Wayne's perspective. Because yeah. he doesn't make bad assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a gun. I mean, I want to give Wax some credit. He is observant. Like, he does make some good... Yeah, uh, I want to give Brandon Sanderson but... some credit for knowing the entire lore and doing a very good job of retelling it wrongly from the perspective of someone who doesn't know better. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, presumably, I guess it was Kelsier. I guess he survived. I don't know. That's what he does. That was his title. Maybe. Oh, you know what? That... I wonder if... um. Maybe Kelsier had some leftover power from when he drew the power of the, of Ascension. What? Yeah, that, remember when... Wa- he didn't when, draw from Wa- the well? Not from the well, but he held the power of Ascension. The power of preservation. Whatever. Who do? You do. 
do what? Yeah. Remind me of the babe. Maybe maybe Craig can remember better about how Kelsier. Like, do you remember if Kelsier like put some kind of gold mine in his pocket when he drew the power of preservation? No, he did not. Hmm. Can't remember if he did that before or if he held the power before or after he got stabbed with the spear. Mike, this was your plan. You assured me this would work. <laughs> <laughs> this was what? your plan that you assured yourself would work. I just went did, along with it. Did you just try <laughs> to trick me into spoiling something? All right. We'll see you guys next week with the Mistborn wrap up. I, I feel like that's what you're trying paid. to do. Uh, any questions about the epilogue? How about that epilogue, huh? Yeah. Who is that guy? The Kelsier. Lord Ruler. It, it must have been someone who worked in the pits of Hatson, presumably Kelsier. Well, he also had a spike in his eye. Hence, that was the spear. Oh, wait, no. Wait, Kelsier got speared, and then he, like, and then he got, like, no, wait. Lord Ruler slapped his face off first, right? And then he got speared. Uh huh. Yeah, that yep. happened. Um, also, Maybe the Lord Ruler accidentally dropped a ring in his face. A gold ring with healing powers and Nicrosil with investiture stored. It all makes sense now. So the temple was also full of, like, spear iconography, which has nothing to do with the Lord Ruler. And, and everything to do about Kaladin. Kelsier. Cal and Kaladin. And Kaladin. <laughs> yeah, this is, this I is Kaladin's what I said. temple. Okay. Yeah. Uh... And, yeah, the Lord Ruler did not have big, fancy statues built for himself. That wasn't his style. He also didn't hide stuff out in the middle of nowhere. He hid stuff under other buildings that were already being used for different things. He he was more of a secret hut kind of a guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what's... Oh. So, during this, this Coppermine Division, there's a note about how, like, there's this long stone rectangular room or something that seemed familiar to the person storing the memory and my my immediate thought was like oh a terrace lodge but then you know when it's revealed that it's like the scars and pointing to kelsier i'm thinking maybe actually like it reminded him of his prison in the pits of hatson like maybe that's why it was familiar to him i don't know or the sort of dwelling that the Ska had, where it's a bunch of them just sort of packed into a building. Yeah, or the cave where the Resistance was hiding out. Or that. And that's the end of this week's chapters. Yep. Anything else for Dave? No, think I'm think I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right, we'll see you next week for Mistborn Secret Wrap-Up. Good night, everybody. Bye, Dave. Quick book. Bye, Dave. Dave's gone. Play the thing. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. All right, let's do some spoilery stuff. Sometimes. Secret. So Dave was trying to trick me into revealing that Kelsier held the power of preservation, which Dave doesn't know... That has happened yet, because we don't see that until Secret History. Okay, Dave knows that some that Kelsier held the power of preservation, because someone in, I want to say this book, mentioned it. Dave doesn't uh... know the details, because those get revealed in Mistborn Secret History. So that's actually an interesting point that you bring up, Mike. So I, I think what you're talking about, that 
there is survivorist lore and teaching that he held the power of preservation. However, Kelsey are traveling to Southern South Pole Scadrial is new. Like that's new information. Um, so I think what was taught, what is taught by survivors is just sort of like the lore that has developed over time, claiming that he held the power of preservation. They just don't know the truth. It just is very appropriate because it is very close to the mark of what actually happened. Texas Blade is saying Marcy or however it's spelled. Marasi. Marasi. Okay. That clears that up. Um, yeah. Wasn't it a Chandra that mentioned that only so many people have held the power of preservation and listed Kelsier? And didn't list the Lord Ruler? That's weird, because the Lord Ruler totally held the power of preservation. Oh, yeah, he ha- No, yeah, Lord Ruler specifically actually held the power of preservation, because he didn't release it, because releasing it would release Bruin from his prison. Right. And then Vin had two chances, and she she held it on the second chance. Yes, but... Kelsier had it for a little bit between preservation dying and Vin taking it up, yeah. as we find out in Secret History. I know. Pretty excited. But, but the things we don't find out in Secret History are any of the things revealed in this book in the epilogue. Uh-huh. Well, we, don't, we find out that it definitely was Kelsier. We don't learn about the spike. We don't learn about mm-hmm. him going south. We don't learn about how he has a body again. We get nothing. Well, I believe the spike in his eye is is what's stapling his cognitive shadow self to a physical body. Like, I think that's just how that works. I also believe that, but that information isn't in secret history. Correct. That's just stuff we've worked out ourselves. Because it's secret stuff. Sometimes. We just got to do the secret stuff. So what is in secret history is Kelsier spending time as a cognitive shadow shadow in the... The stuff in secret history is less secret than the other secret stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I totally forgot before I finished this book yesterday again that like Trell is planning on ending all life on Scadrial. Right. I actually forgot that as well until I read the cliff notes. So that's a thing. They're like, it, you guys are too technically advanced. Time, time to just end you. I mean. The stakes are pretty high for lost, uh, lost metal. So I do believe Suit is dead. Um, I, I don't think this is a case of we're going to keep him around because Red Eyes has said we don't need a use for you anymore. And he killed him. So I don't think I think we have seen the last of Suit. And I think this falls into something that Brandon Sanderson does, which I have described before in Stormlight Archives, where once a villain like, like you want your um, protagonist and heroes to grow in power over time. And therefore, they need better villains as time goes on. Suit has out has outlived his usefulness as an appropriate villain for Wax. So they need something stronger. Suit is now dead. It's the same thing that happened to um Sadius. Like, yeah, he's we also, useless now. We also have established throughout this book that Suit doesn't know Wax well enough anymore to to outsmart him, basically. Yeah. He worked in the first couple of books, but it's just not the case. Telson a little bit better, um, just because Wax had that blind spot, but I I don't think she's a very strong villain. I think she's just sort of a thorn in the side. Yeah, but we're I'm definitely still... gonna get more info about Trell and and I mean it's the Lost Mail. That is the last book of this era yeah. two series. So I'm still is... expecting Ant Suit to show up. 
be part of the suit, the set. Yeah, be part of the set. Set, yeah. And because of Uncle Suit and Sister... Sequence. Sequence. Wax is just immediately like, no, I'm not going to believe you. You're part of this group. No. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but actually now that I've reviewed this ending, I'm not convinced that she's going to pop up anymore. Now that... uh. I just feel like that would be more of the same power level, and we need an increase in power level to match what Wax is like now. So I don't think it's Ant Suit. Well, I don't think I'm just she's thinking in charge of... of anything at this point. I'm thinking of, you know, like when your character levels up in an MMO, and then suddenly the low-level mobs don't give experience anymore. It's like that. Yep, just like that. But what happened to her then? He dead. From she what? Dead. From the explosion. Car- carriage accident? Yeah, the carriage same accident. Carriage exactly. accident that didn't kill anyone else? <laughs> All right, you got a point, Mike. Like, I'm not suggesting that she's going to be, like, a significant thing. Just, she should show up with and, and not fool Wax at all. Hmm, okay. I... Show, show his growth after his sister completely fooled him. All right, you, you make a good case. We'll see what happens. I'm excited, though. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to reading the Lost Metal, finally wrapping up the series, especially because the next series is going to be like 1980s cyberpunk Mistborn. Oh, man. So good. Yep. And there had better be someone iron pulling to sketch. Doesn't even have to be like a viewpoint character. Just have someone watch someone do it. Okay. I honestly don't know how Brandon's going to get everything in this book that needs to be in this book. You know, you would think that, but remember, the first book of, of Mistborn itself had a lot happen, including the death of the Lord Ruler, who was the big bat. Like, it's like, you don't expect it because you're like, oh, they're setting something up that's going to take place over the course of three books. No, he fit it into one book. He will find a way. I mean, he probably actually has found a way considering it has, written, it has been written. I have it on good authority that, reader. that it's good. Well... Yeah. Which is about all that the beta reader could post. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's that's it. And that's all I've got. Well, okay. That's all I've got, too. Craig? Uh, I don't think there's anything I would like to add. Okay. Then we'll call it here, and we'll swing back next week for the overall book review. Hooray. Yay. Without cast list. Hooray. Yay. All right. Bye, everybody. Good night, Internet. Bye. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.